Hello everyone and welcome to the WDW Main Street Podcast. This podcast is being brought to you by Elite Vacation Homes. If you need a home in the Central Florida area to visit Walt Disney World, Universal Studios, SeaWorld, or any of the other attractions in Central Florida, contact Elite Vacation Homes at EliteVacationHomes.com. show is also being brought to you by David's Vacation Club Rentals. If you want to try any of the DVC resorts for really, really good prices, staying at the Boardwalk, Old Key West, Polly, Grand Floridian, Saratoga Springs, any of the DVC resorts, contact David's at DVCByRequest.com. Show is also being brought to you by Scooter Vacations. If you need a scooter for anything in the Central Florida area, contact our friends at Scooter Vacations at scootervacations.com. And last but not least, if you need to book a trip anywhere in the world, and especially Walt Disney World, contact me at American Tourist Travel, and we will help you out with all your travel needs. So that's it, guys. We're going to hop on the train and head on over to the pub. Your attention, please. The Walt Disney World Railroad, now boarding for a scenic trip around the Magic Kingdom. Board. Hello, everybody, and happy 4th of July, and happy birthday, America. I am joined by my good friend Bob Sycon this week. Uh, John's bus schedule messed us up, and Bob was so gracious to join us this morning. So, happy 4th of July, Bobby. Pull up a stool. Happy 4th of July. Put me in, coach. Yeah. It was so awesome, you. I called you, and you ran over to the pub within like 10 minutes to join me, Bob. I really, Are really appreciate it. Hey, you don't have to tell me free beer more than once. <laughs> yeah, ain't that the truth, Bob? Ain't that <laughs> free food and beer is what you told me. I, I got to feed you, too. Well, I'll tell you what. For some of the stuff you've been cooking lately, uh, or, or some of the stuff I've been cooking on our new grill, yeah. uh, between, the two, between the two of us, we're going to make a feast. Absolutely. We're eating good lately. I, I, I have to say, I've eaten good my whole life you know, with my wife. She's a great cook, and she actually turned me into a pretty good cook, Bob. I, I enjoy I love cooking now. I don't enjoy it. I really I, – there's something special about feeding the family, isn't it, Bob? Yeah, yeah. I, I like coming up with uh, new creations. You know, um, you know after uh, I retired, uh, we started doing one of those uh, meal boxes for about – six months or so, uh, you know, just two dinners per week. Uh, actually, Martha and Marley Spoon was who we're getting up that they, no, no sponsorship at yeah. all. <laughs> they don't give us a sign. But, uh, but that kind of like opened me up to like trying different things because we would intentionally order things that we hadn't had before, uh, different spices, different uh, uh, cuisines from around the world. And, you know, we, we kind of ended that toward the end of the year last year, not for anything other than uh, we had some other things going on through the holidays and haven't picked it back up yet. But now that we have uh, moved and we're in a townhouse uh, and have a deck and I can have a grill for the first time in about 14 years, um, and if not longer, close to maybe 17 years, <laughs> uh, um, we're, we're uh, you know, between my son coming over and creating some things on uh, on the grill, and he's, geez, he's like the, he might as well be the chemist of uh, cuisine <laughs> for, for the things that he concocts. 
uh, and, and stuff that I'm coming up with. Uh, yeah, it's been uh, really, really fun. Just try, I like trying, like I said, trying different things. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, here's a nice little piece of news. I don't think I got a chance to text you this yesterday or uh, when it happened yesterday. Uh, guess what he delivered to me? What did he deliver to you? So he owned a or owns a Weber uh, smoker. Uh-huh. Big, huge thing that is, and he was keeping it at a friend of his house because he lives in an apartment. And now that we're in the townhouse, he moved it over to my townhouse yesterday. Okay, you say Weber, we say Weber. <laughs> oh, okay, whatever. <laughs> I'm Weber. kidding with you, Weber Bob. Weber. So I, if I have a charbroil grill, charbroil grill, should I call it charbroil? No, it's charbroil. <laughs> no, we got charbroil too. Hey, that's all part of the show. It's one of the jokes with the show is how we pronunciate things. It's funny though, like. I say Buna, you say Buena. You know what I'm saying, Bobby? Yeah. And yeah. everybody loves the way I say Kissimmee instead of Kissimmee. <laughs> Caribbean instead of Caribbean. Exactly. <laughs> but, no, that's awesome. John has a smoker, too. He he likes it. Um, you guys are going to enjoy that. I made a, I actually made a, a garlic shrimp on the grill yesterday. I, I sent you pictures of that, didn't I? Mm-mm. Oh, I didn't send you that one. Me the, no, you sent me the tender one. Oh, yeah, that was day. the day before. But, yeah, that was awesome, too. But I did filet mignons and uh, gar- uh, spicy garlic shrimp on the grill yesterday. You're going to have to send me your spicy garlic recipe. Joseph's got one that was pretty darn good. Mm-hmm. But I did buy some shrimp, and that's going to be something I'm going to try to do during the week this week. We've got, like, we're going to skewer them mm-hmm. and just put them on there. Yep. Uh, yeah, but uh, the, of the he did two kinds of shrimp. One of them was kind of like a chipotle uh, Cajun type shrimp, yep. and which I thought I was going to love. But he did the other one was a garlic shrimp that he kind of did because Mary's mom doesn't want you know something spicy like uh, you know a chipotle Cajun type yeah. deal. Turned out the garlic shrimp were better than the Cajun ones. Yeah, the garlic's really good. We, I, I just add a little bit of lemon, a little bit of lime, olive oil, a couple cloves of garlic, a little bit of paprika, a little bit of uh, basil, oregano, and I put them in a bag and just shake them up and leave them sit in the fridge for a couple hours, Bob. Okay, all right. Yep, and, and leave it sitting there, and uh, then I put them on the kebabs and throw them on the grill. Yesterday, I actually just threw them on. Uh, I have this, like stainless steel sheet that i use it's it's made just for the grill i just threw mm-hmm. them on that i didn't even put them on the kebabs because it was just me and brenda having the shrimp yesterday and i even made presley a filet mignon yesterday Ooh, maybe that's why he wants to hang out with you this morning oh absolutely he, he's looking forward to the other half for lunch but yeah i mean i didn't put any uh, spice or anything on his this was just you know plain meat but he just had a problem uh his daddy got operated on last week and then on Saturday, he had to go and he hurt his paw. We took him in. He's, he's, he's doing good now, but I've been giving him, I gave him some steak this week because of the protein, and the steak is pretty good for him, the iron and the protein. So I gave him a couple pieces of steak this week. So he's a lucky he's, dog. Yeah, he gets grilled steak and grilled chicken all the time. And tell me he don't have the life. Yeah, that's, hey, it, you know, there's no reason that they can't have a little bit. Uh, when uh, the kids bring their dog over, uh, they're very uh, careful about saying no people food. Yeah. But that every once in a while when we're eating, like later we're going to go over and visit with them and watch uh, uh, Nashville's fireworks. It's supposed to be some type of a huge epic display over downtown. And 
their townhouse lo- or uh, apartment looks, you know, uh, right down at downtown. Well, um, but anyway, he's going to roast some hot dogs, and I'm pretty sure that uh, Chesty is going to get a little bit of a sampling of those. <laughs> yeah, we pretty much, like, I try to buy him all the chicken with no hormones, no pro. You understand what I'm saying? All natural. We get him, and then also like the steak, and his food is cooked specifically for him, so it doesn't have any people spices because garlic is you know very bad for dogs. It's like there's a lot of spices that can hurt dogs, so gar- garlic mm-hmm. is a dar- garlic could hurt a dog really bad. I can actually kill them, so you got to be careful with the garlic. Oh, yeah, garlic's not good for dogs, but we cook him. He has his own spot on the grill. I cook his own food for him. He doesn't get any of our spices, but he gets a. He gets grilled chicken and boiled chicken every week. He, he's, oh, that's good. Yeah, we that's put it in with his regular food, Bob, but it's good for him. The vet said it's actually really, really good for him. He said you just can't give him, like, if you have what you have on yours if you have all the time. Like, you mm-hmm. don't want to give him your chicken that is a lemon chicken or you have spices or cheese. or you know, That ain't good. But if you give them just their, if you cook their food just for them, it's actually healthy for him. It's very healthy for him. So well, good. How does he, how does he like his steak? Medium, medium rare. He uh, his is medium well, like his daddy. Oh, okay. <laughs> we don't, well, well, yeah. He it's not well done, but medium well, a little pink. You follow me? No blood, yeah, little pink. I, as I've gotten older, I've actually kind of uh, rolled back down the scale a little bit. I think I'm a good solid medium mm-hmm. now. When I used to be medium well to well back mm. in the day when I was younger. Yeah. Uh, so I could I could pretty much do a medium now. It's kind of hard to, you know, I mean, like I said, I haven't had a grill in near to 20 years. Not that I don't know how to use one. It's just you kind of got to get the feel again. Yeah, what uh, I do with the steaks, Bobby, is thing to help you out is, uh, and this is a cooking show, guys, you know. <laughs> uh, I, I, I turn the grill all the way up. I get it nice and hot. I give it a sear on both sides. I let it sear for a little bit. I give it a couple, uh, three to four minutes on each side, sear it. And then I take it off the lower rack after it gets the color. And I put it on the upper rack and close it. It's kind of like searing a filet on the, on the, on a, like in your cast iron on your stove. And then finishing mm-hmm. it off in the oven. I do the same thing. I take it off the direct heat, put it up on the other. So it's kind of like you're putting it in the oven a little bit. So you're not burning it. Now, so Joseph has gotten into uh, the reverse sear technique. So what he does is he'll put a steak, or uh, I think I don't can't remember if I sent you a picture of the pork chops, but they look good. Uh, he yeah. puts so he puts that on the uh, cold side of the grill so that it could cook like uh, a can basically like an uh, an oven. It like cooks in inside out instead of outside in. Yeah, it, yeah. Mm-hmm. So he does that, and then when it gets to the temperature he wants, then he throws it on and sears it. Okay. And uh, it's worked, and it's worked out because not everybody likes it the same way, right? Mm-hmm. So, so you can kind of control that a little bit better. Put mm-hmm. the sear on the outside, and then, and then you're uh, done with it. So, I don't know. I, you know, I've been playing around with trying different things, and well, you'll get and, used uh, to it. We'll just keep, yeah, we'll just keep uh, keep going. Of course, now that we have the smoker there, I'm not going to touch that. That's that's all him. So well, eventually you might gonna... eventually you might wander over over to it. Yeah, well we'll see. He's got to he's got to give me some uh, education first. Yeah, well you're a smart guy. You'll figure it out pretty quick. Now, nah, but we love to cook. We love to talk about food on the show. So it all goes together, right, Bobby? 
Absolutely. And, but like sports, right? I mean, because now, now we got to talk sports, right? Because this is like this is like ESPN Sports Center uh, for at least the next half hour. <laughs> Not a half hour, but a couple minutes. But Bob's, I mean, uh, John's Lightning's doing pretty well again. They look like they're going to win another Stanley Cup. I'm not surprised. Uh, the Predators, that was the one team this year that they just, them, uh, the Hurricanes, and to a certain degree, uh, uh, well, no, I guess it was really just the Hurricanes and the Lightning, those two teams. And, of course, the Hurricanes knocked them out in the first round. But uh, Lightning, you could tell that, that they were kind of a team of destiny. Plus, they were playing these weird divisions this year. Yeah, it was all I, shaken I, up. Yeah, I don't know. I, well, I guess part of it was because they wanted all the Canadian teams to be in Canada. But um, as we came out of COVID, mm-hmm. or are coming out of COVID. Uh, but uh, that's not even the exciting game I wanted to talk about. Okay. Yeah, last night, big game. Nashville Soccer Club won. Philadelphia, <laughs> uh, you and three other people <laughs> saw that game yesterday, right, Bob? <laughs> Well, you know, I am a bit of a soccer fan. I got, I'm not going to lie. I didn't watch it, but I did catch a score this morning. And then I looked and said, oh, Philadelphia. I got, yeah. I got a text dog. <laughs> yeah, they played the Union. Yep. Yep. Yeah, we, uh, I, I, I listened to the Union a little bit because of the sports radio I listen to up here. So they do include them every once in a while. They are a good team. And as a lot of people like soccer. I, I, I never did. I don't have anything against it, but... You know, with my anger issues, anytime anybody kicked me in the shins, I wanted to retaliate in other ways. You know what I'm saying? I just wasn't. Well, yeah, I, yeah, I can understand that. <laughs> yeah, it was never my sport. Uh, but before we get on with the show, let's. Uh, I want to thank every all the soldiers and everybody that uh, sacrificed for our country. We want to thank everybody that serves in the military on on the Fourth of July and the birthday of our wonderful country. And I'm proud to be an American. What about you, Bobby? Oh, I, we wouldn't uh, be here without all of them taking care of us. So, yep. so I echo everything that you've said, uh, up to and including our our, our buddy John. I yep. mean, he can't be here today, but uh, we thank him and all of his uh, colleagues and former colleagues uh, uh, for everything they've done for us. Yeah, because they uh, the. And again, thank you, Johnny. What happened with Johnny today was uh, his schedule at the last minute, and Bob was so grateful to fill in. Uh, he got the way it worked out is he usually gets a, an hour and forty, an hour and a half break in between a lot of these days when we've been recording down there, or an hour and forty-five. Well, today they split his breaks into two because of how busy Fourth of July is. So he only gets two forty-five-minute breaks today. But by the time he would get to and from where he needs to record, there was not enough time. You understand what I'm saying to make him do that. Yeah. So, yeah. so, but, and one of the other things, Magic Kingdom flag retreat ceremony returns to Walt Disney World. Bob, have you ever seen that? No, I don't think we did. They do that first thing in the morning, or yes. they do that in the evening. Okay. Yeah, first thing in the morning. They, well, I've seen them put it up. They put it up and take it down, but I've seen them put it up in the morning. But. It says the daily, that returned on July 1st with the fireworks. The daily flag retreat returned to Walt Disney World at the Magic Kingdom on July 1st, resuming the tradition of selecting an active mil- military member or veteran from among park's daily visitors. The ceremony includes the 
re, why, uh, resuscitation of the Pledge of Allegiance and the singing of God Bless America and the Star Spangled Banner accompanied by the Main Street Philharmonic Marching Band. Sorry about that stutter, but the, my page. You ever have your computer where the page wants to keep jumping up and down for some reason? Yeah, oh, when, yeah, all the time. It drives me crazy. Well, what it's from is all these stupid ads that they have, and they have these floating ads so people read them. And mm -hmm. as soon as you click one out, two more return, and it makes the page adjust. Well, or or it continues to load, and you think it's done, and yeah. you click on the link you want to hit, yeah. and then it bounces at the last second and takes you to some advertisement that you have no interest in. Absolutely. It has been an honor for our security cast to keep our flag flying every day over the Magic Kingdom since the park opened in 1971, said Veteran said Army veteran Eileen Underwood, Magic Kingdom Senior Security Manager. We are thrilled to resume the daily flag retreat ceremony to honor our country and those who serve around the world to defend our freedoms. It's a special moment for our guests that really reaffirms the feeling that truly is a ma this truly is a magical place. So th this is great. They brought that back. And then also fireworks are back. And I know you watch some of them and I watch some of them. I'm a little off by... Uh, I, I don't know why they had to do away with ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, that traditional voice that we've heard for the past forever. And now they got, uh, now they've changed the beginning of the fireworks to, did you see that, Bob? No, no. I, you and I text back and forth. I mean, my feelings on the fireworks were that, you know, I mean, it's fantastic that they're back. I mean, it's just one more item along the way of of Walt Disney World uh, recovering from 2020. Uh, but at the end of the day, I think, what did I say to you? I said, uh, any true Disney van would do what I did. I put on an old uh, uh, video of illumination. Yeah, well, me and Brenda, I'll read this real quick, and then I'll reiterate, I'll continue what I was saying. But Disney World has changed. It's the ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls greeting with the one that says, good e evening, dreamers of all ages. I mean, I, I mean everything. It's like we are so sensitive as a country now. It, it, it's, it's very scary, Bob. I mean, like you're afraid to say or do anything anymore. I mean, I, I, I mean, I'm out. I wear an American flag, and I feel like people are looking at me for the wrong reasons. Don't you anymore? Mm-hmm. It, yeah. it's, it's it's very very sad. But yeah, no, for some reason, it's politically incorrect incorrect to say. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. I, I, I don't how that's, know how that, and my heart of hearts knows how that's politically incorrect. So I have no words. Yeah, and you're better off that way, Bob, because you only get in trouble if you do. But we did watch the new fireworks the, at, at Epcot, and Brenda watched it too. I love that it has Walt in it. Like I, I like hearing Walt talk at any time. Uh, the music would soar and stuff like that, but the fireworks seem totally erratic to me. Like they don't seem to go with what is talked about. They, they, I we watch that, and then me and Brenda watch Illumination, and it's like watching a little league t-ball game, which you enjoy going out and watch the kids play, or watching the major leaguers play with Illuminations. Is that is that a good analogy to you? Uh, it sounds fair to me. I mean, maybe they were having some timing issues since they're just at the beginnings of uh, moving back into fireworks. I mean, it has been quite a long time. Um, you know, you could have seen some of that. I, I just, you know, I mean, I just don't, I, I'm so 
insanely biased towards illuminations it you know and I'm not saying Illuminations was perfect. I mean, I would have loved to see. I'll, I'll go out. I'll go out the... on a limb and say it was perfect to me. <laughs> but okay. God, I'll, yeah. Well, there was that, that dead area in the middle. But right? I like I mean, that. It let me catch my breath, and I'd hug my wife and take a drink of beer. It was perfect. It was the seventh inning stretch of a fireworks show. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's a different interpretation. Uh, uh, you know, for me, I think that that era that whole gap there could have been maybe spiced up a little to kind of keep you uh, wrapped up in the entire presentation. But, 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 you know, but, but I hear you, but when it starts back up though, it brings your blood pressure back up. It's kind of like, have you done flight of passage? Oh yeah. Okay. You know how, when the when he the banshee jumps off and he finally sits down a couple times, it is so yeah. awesome. If it continued the whole time, you wouldn't be able to appreciate it. I don't think. Oh, I guess I, that's a good that's a good uh, example. I mean, that does uh, can add to the excitement of that attraction. And yeah, I don't know. There's just that. There's just something I, I I don't know. I mean, but between wishes and illuminations, I guess that's for the majority of the time that we've been Disney fans. And, you know, I've already described on the uh, show in the past when it came to wishes, that was the fireworks show they were doing over Magic Kingdom when Mary and I had the apartment in Windermere for a short period of time and we were behind Magic Kingdom mm-hmm. and could watch them every night. So we kind of miss it for that sentimental reason. But uh, but at the end of the day, Illuminations for me was, you know, always the the best of the best. And, you know, to see them both gone and replaced, uh, I don't know, maybe I'm just being unnecessarily biased in their favor and holding it against uh, the new shows. Um, but, uh, you know, for me, uh, like, for instance, I'm, we're hoping to go down or we're planning on going down in August. And uh, I'm going to do one Epcot day. And, you know, if I go over to see the fireworks show, I will. If we're in the middle of doing something else that evening, I'm not going to be so sad about missing it. Oh, I hear you. I mean, I seen it even before. Like, know how they rolled it out before the pandemic hit this Epcot forever? Remember, Illuminations mm-hmm. ended. Yeah. And I yeah. seen that, and I felt the same way. Like, I, I mean, I like the music, but I can play that. It's kind of like, like the score for Illuminations it's it, it's like one of the greatest Disney songs ever, greatest scores ever. I mean, it's amazing. And to go back and just hodgepodge all these together, it was nice. It's inspirational, but they were already done, if you understand what I'm saying. Like, I like One Little Spark. I love Soren. I love hearing all the music, but I can hear that on my own anyway. I don't think... I don't think the show, I think the, sh- the show to me looks just thrown together to get through time. So I hope the new show really steps it up because if it's anything like what they have now, which I know it's going to be better because the barges are going to be more used or they better be used as ugly as they are. But it's going to take, it's going to take a mighty, mighty man to a uh, mighty, mighty show to beat what we have in Illuminations. I missed Wishes, but I like the newer show just as much but i get why you have that little sentimental because it was something you remember in your life where illuminations for me has always been the family show for me my wife my mother-in-law my dad my dad when i took him down there it was one of his illuminations and uh uh what what the heck uh, off kilter at canada were like his off-kilter, his heaven yep, up day yep 
That was he, he yeah. had a wonderful day. That was his favorite day there. He just enjoyed all that entertainment. So, but I really did. Smart, yeah. smart man. Two Hall of Fame attractions, if, uh, if you ask me. Yeah, I could have left him sit. He was in his wheelchair that day because his back went out. I could have left him sit in front of all off kilter with a moose head all day, and he'd have been a happy man. And then fireworks started. He, he, that's all he needed. <laughs> he was. He had a great day that day, and I, I miss Illuminations. We put it on last night, and me and Brenda were like, "It's going to be a tall order to beat this." That's all I got to say. Well, we'll have to wait and see. And, and honestly, I, you know, I, I don't know how the uh, opinions have been flowing most recently with regard to uh, those big eyesores out on the lagoon. But, but in order to get people to bypass their uh, offended sensibilities with regard to those gargantuan monoliths, uh, it better be a great show. Oh, I hope so. And on a little sad note, uh, I just want to put it out there because I'm looking at the hurricane also may impact Disney theme park area this week in Florida. I think the bigger thing is is those poor, poor people in the tower that collapsed in Miami. Now now a hurricane's going to hit. I mean, God bless all you down there. I mean, our thoughts and prayers go out to you. Uh, I mean, God bless you all. I couldn't even imagine what those people are going through right now. And now to have a hurricane be coming through, so... Just thoughts and prayers out to anybody that, you know, is going through all that. Yeah, ditto. So, Disney World operating hours released through September, so the hours are getting a little longer. And, Bob, did you hear the news? Uh, I'll go right into that now. Did you hear the news that uh, people staying in deluxe resorts in October are going to get special treatment over everybody else? Yeah, you told me about that earlier in the week when we talked. That uh, that that seems a little um, unfair, given everything that everybody's had to go through. Uh, you know, I I know a lot of people are trying to you know make up their vacation time, but let's let's be honest. I mean, uh, well, I should know. I mean, I've just been looking at uh, room rates for Disney, and uh, the del- deluxe resorts are like out of this world right now and i don't it's probably partially because capacity is not completely opened yet but holy smokes who who in the heck that's going on a vacation uh after the year that every year and a half that everybody's just had uh is going to want to spend five hundred dollars a night on a room no and and again they're getting you this way by their lessening capacity to make it where you have to try to book different things because all the all the all-stars aren't completely open as of yet as i as i know of uh, what was your did you get a price for pop too yeah yeah so actually pop wasn't bad that's what where we started for this trip. Uh, but r- I'm, I'm, roughly what was pop for the week uh, it was about uh well it was about 140 a night and we're only going for five nights so let's see if i do the math on that yeah, that's nine hundred bucks. Nine hundred yeah, bucks. So, but yeah, so somewhere in that seven hundred to nine hundred range, and we were perfectly fine with that yeah, because that it, ain't it, horrible, but it's still a lot of money. One hundred forty a night for a value resort, right? Which used to be in the like ninety-five to one hundred and five a night range, and then sometimes um, it was all. I mean, I remember the seventy-nine dollars a night when I was booking a lot of times that, with with the discounts and everything. So right. So, so then I kept looking at, you know, because I'll go back, you know, 
uh, over and over after I do the original booking just to see if by chance any type of deal hits or, or like they opened up some capacity in a you know particular room type, what have you. Yeah, and if you only nothing, had a travel agent friend, it could really help you with that guy. I mean, who knows? Yeah, but you're a busy guy. Uh, that's what, what I do. I'm not busy. I'm I book. A, I, I'm always yeah. available to book for you, help you out with Disney. Uh, that's, that's nice, but you're a busy guy. I'm a retired guy. Yeah. So, <laughs> so anyway, I, we ended up uh, the uh, Walt Disney World Dolphin, which is where we stayed when we went uh, this past February for uh, four or five nights, four nights, maybe four nights. Um, it was more than pop century for sure. But for Crescent Lake, which is where we like to be, that would be our preferred place mm-hmm. to be um, just in a Disney resort if it wouldn't be god-awful expensive. Um, I want to say we're paying for five nights, which, of course, you got to pay for their resort fee and all that other kind of baloney. But I want to say we're paying like 1300 versus that 900 Mm-hmm. So it was a little bit more expensive, but I, I talked to Mary and I said, you know, how, how much would you want to stay over at Dolphin? And she said, I really would like to stay at Dolphin. So I said, all right, well, then we'll go ahead and do that. It, it was funny because we, I, we had had ourselves mentally prepared for Pop Century, and we were looking forward to kind of like living on the Skyliner loop. No, and, I I hear you. Yeah, and, and but being over by Dolphin's great too. I mean, if we want to ride the Skyliner, we could just walk over by Epcot, pop on it there, and uh, ride over to Hollywood Studios, go over to Riviera or Caribbean. Um, I, you know, I'm not quite sure if that's going to be at the high end of her list or not. I know she wants to go do the monorail resorts uh, like we usually do. And I want to go to Disney Springs one day because we missed that in February. And I, all I see on video, YouTube videos is Wine Bar George, how wonderful it is. And oh, by the way, they got this appetizer called a pork pluma and it's delicious. So <laughs> I said to Mary, I said, I want to go to Boathouse so I can have my firecracker shrimp. But I, I really want to go to Wine Bar George and have this pork pluma. So we're probably going to do that and we'll just sort of split the appetizers. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and and have you know spend part of a day that way. And then other than that, um, the the plan is to kind of hang out at Crescent Lake Resorts. I mean, they're so beautiful. They're, I'm hoping places like Hurricane Hannah's uh, is kind of back to normal. It was open when we were there in February, but really nothing was normal. And uh, um, Ale and Compass Lounge, uh, we like that, and we like the Cabana Bar. Uh, over at Dolphin, that was kind of more or less normal. You could like sit at the bar and stuff like that. Uh, the other places you couldn't. But yeah, but... I, I just went on my Disney travel agent site through my just to look. I put in October 9th through October 15th, and there's only a couple resorts available. And the only rooms available at Animal Kingdom are 6.68 a night plus tax. I mean, with tax included, and Bay Lake Tower 7.68 a night, Bob. Yeah, see, and that's the type of stuff I was seeing. And I told Barry, I said, they're making it. So Mary's got a theory. You and I have talked about this. I may have even said it on the show. Mary's theory is is that Walt Disney World is intentionally trying to drive its clientele mm-hmm. to the more affluent end of the scale. Mm-hmm. And that's why things are getting so expensive. And a lot of the, like, giveaways are being taken away. 
I, so I, I don't know how right or wrong that is, but but at the end of the day, it kind of feels that way when you go there and you expect things to be expensive, but you know when it's probably less expensive to get an Uber to take you over to the local Walmart and buy a 24 pack of water and then Uber back. Or, or just go to go to the speedways. They have it even on sale at the gas stations on property yeah. if you just need yeah. water. But this is 768 for a deluxe studio. That's all it is. 768 for a deluxe studio. And then what is the the Animal Kingdom one? I think was uh, that was a standard room two for 600. So I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I, the prices are going crazy right now. And this is early theme park entry at Walt Disney World begins October 1st and extended even hours coming for deluxe resort hotel guests. Disney will begin rolling out early theme park entry for Walt Disney World resort hotel guests of other select hotels each day at park beginning October 1st, 2021. In addition with the kickoff of the 50th anniversary guest staying at a Disney deluxe or deluxe resort villas will be able to ex- enjoy the extended evening hours on select nights in the theme parks. Extended evening hours will begin early in October, and specific dates and parks will be shared at a later time. Note that all guests will need to have a ticket and a theme park reservation for the same park on the same day to experience early theme park entry and extended evening hours, or guests may visit a ticket annual pass and park hopper option as long as they're entered their park first where they made their reservation for that day. The new morning offering or extended evening hours will replace popular Extra Magic Hours at Walt Disney World. At its peak, Extra Magic Hour offered three hours of extended operating hours in the evening after regular park close and an hour before morning park opening. However, the option was restricted specifically to theme park on specific days. Extra Magic Hours were suspended due to COVID and were never resumed. In addition to the morning and evening extra magic hours, during the 50th celebration, favorite Disney pals like Goofy and Pluto will be dressed in iridescent best and dropping by to visit guests in their hotels. So, yes, again, now we're starting to do. And what cracks me up, Bob, is when I reported this and it was tweeted out, and I have people, and this this is what cracks me up. I have people that will defend them. They'll say, well, every other park is doing it. So why doesn't Disney? Because Universal has always done it with their their deluxe hotels where they get the express pass. You follow me? And people would, before Disney did this, people would criticize saying Disney takes care of all. But, but as soon as Disney does anything, their first excuse is ever, the other parks do it. But when Disney does something that's great on their own, they'll sit there and say, that's why Disney is so great. I don't understand why everybody treats Disney like they, a lot of people treat their children, where no matter what they do, they can do no wrong. I, it doesn't mean you don't love it if you disagree with what they do. I don't think it's fair. I think if anybody pays to stay on property, there shouldn't be any segregation against your class of, of wealth. In this. Uh, you, could even, you could even take that a step further and say anybody who's bothered to purchase a park ticket regardless of whether they're staying on property or not, needs to be treated just as much, just as well as anybody else. I, I, you know, I, some people won't, I'm sure a lot of people won't agree with that either, because if you've 
uh, booked a Disney resort, you feel that you've gone even the extra mile further in investment in Disney, so to speak, and you should get some type of special treatment. But let's let's be honest about it. I mean, you're more or less on property at a number of different places you can stay. Like even for instance, when you stayed at the Wyndham or me staying at the Dolphin, I mean, you're close enough or on property. You're on property that, that, and, and yeah, they charge that, him hotels an extreme amount and they pay to have the perks is what they do. Disney well, is see, drawing that, from them for the perks. So, so, and that, so that's, that, that's the point I'm making, uh, you know, and it drives into another one and, and it's this. I mean, so they're giving that feature to the deluxe resort uh, stairs or uh, occupants. How long is it going to be before they decide that they need to say to those staying in moderate or value resorts, well, we can make this option available to you for a cost? Oh, they are going to do that. I mean, they 100 percent. That's down the road. Or uh, I mean, and, and, and there's a reason why what cracks you up is, is Disney is not building anything for value or moderate anymore. They're, they're, they're letting all these third-party hotels build on property so they don't have to deal with it. And they're taken away from their – again, the middle class is the one that pay, does – it gets – in the end, we're the ones that get the, the, the ban. You understand what I'm saying? We get screwed oh, yeah, in the look, end. All right, so look. So if I were staying at Pop Central – so I, when I did my calculation over how much more expensive was the Dolphin going to be, the, to make it apples to apples, I had to take the room for Pop Century and the fact that I could have Magical Express transportation to and from the airport mm-hmm. versus the room for Dolphin and the fact that I was now going to have to pay for transportation to and from the airport. Yeah, well, everybody's so, going to so, do that soon anyway. So. Well, I know that, but mm-hmm. at the end of the day, why is that any different? I mean, it's like, you know, so it, I'm, I'm staying on property. I'm going to be spending money. I, let's be honest. I'm not just going to spend money at the Swan and Dolphin Resort. No. I'm going to spend money mostly at Walt Disney-owned locations. Yeah. I, so I so they they want me to come because they want me to attend and you know put money into their coffers, and I'm going to be doing that. Yet I have to put the additional. I have to put money in mirrors or somebody else's go or an uber's pocket in order to get there and get back to yep. the airport well that's the way it's going to be for everybody and i'll say you know the middle class is what i'm saying the moderate hotels and the value hotels are the ones that were always full the moderate and the value are, are and the dvc get screwed too as far as they don't get back what they deserve anymore it's like well, the, the point i was trying to make the people that give every their heart and soul to disney are the ones they don't care about us. They care about the once or twice going to spend a ton of money, going to stay in their in their resorts, and one and done. That's who they want. They don't care about the people that continue to go and come. They don't worry about us anymore. They only care about new uh, new clients, just like we always talk about. You sign up, and all the companies are guilty of it. But we always held Disney to a higher respect. Like I've said a million times, you're new. You go to sign up for Xfinity, get new cable. You pay like fifty dollars less than somebody who's been with them for thirty yeah, years. Absolutely. And it's the same oh, thing no, with Disney. Is the point I'm trying to make. Yeah, Verizon, any other company. There's a couple of things that you said that, you know, really deserve to be unpacked a, a little bit more. One is 
because yeah, they're hot buttons with me. This whole thing about taking away Magical Express, that's a big hot button. Um, I, you know, I'll, I'll come back to that one in a second. But the other one is this whole notion that Disney's matching the market. Disney's using that, used that argument in the past, too. We're going to do this because basically this is the direction the market's going. I've said this on the show, I'm sure, and I know that you agreed with it, but Disney is not supposed to be meeting the market. They're supposed they to be setting it. They're, yeah. They've spent the, I mean, decades, decades, five of them now, yeah. <laughs> uh, try, trying to set and lead the market. Now, all of a sudden, it's okay to just match the market That's because, the, because it's all about the dollars and cents. And back to the Magical Express. Best example I can say to you as to what type, at least for our family, what type of impact that has. So our daughter-in-law has come with us a couple times to Walt Disney World. And a lot of times it was when Mary and I lived in Atlanta. So we would drive down and then we would fly uh, our son and daughter-in-law down to Orlando. Well, we didn't go to the airport and pick them up. They liked the Magical Express. It was free. When we told her that Magical Express was going away, she said, aw, I loved getting on that bus. That's when Disney started. Yeah. Well, it's, 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 it's really sad the way they're going. It's, and again, I was talking to my wife yesterday. We're, we're, we're hoping to maybe go down and, and uh, maybe around Christmas time or something like that. I love the place. I can't wait to go again. But I don't understand why like if if you criticize you're wrong like i i mean i put i i tweeted or whatever with to go back and forth and it's like i'm horrible human being because i don't agree with something they do i don't understand why everybody believes that disney can do no wrong and they feel like it's blasphemy if they criticize disney i i don't yeah, understand it it's, it's crazy it's like i don't get how like when they do something wrong it, they defend it by saying, "Well, your son jumped off the bridge, so so did mine." You understand that that old saying, Bob? Yeah, yeah. No, you're not wrong. Yeah, I mean, and, you're, and then then when they start, do something, doing, yeah, you're doing, you're doing what you always do, and that is you're telling it like it is. And there's going to be that, like, especially amongst your uh, audience, that you know, ninety, ninety-five to a hundred percent of listeners that agree with you because they feel the same way they love it but they you know want to at least be realistic or honest about their appraisal of the types of decisions disney makes and then you're going to have those few percentage of people that just want to they you know i mean i don't know if you knew this doug but you're a little bit excitable yeah oh i am 100 <laughs> so, so 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 they just want to troll you into a response and mm -hmm. frankly, if I were you, I'd ignore them. Yeah, well, it's hard for me to do that. It's not my DNA. You know that, Bobby. I can't <laughs> ignore anything. It's just like this other little thing, too, like the the whole Snow White controversy that uh, on the ride and everything, people were up in arms because Prince Charming kisses Snow White while she's asleep. And now they're saying that that it's that, that should be removed because it she's not giving permission. 
So under that logic, when your kids are asleep or your wife's asleep, you better not kiss her goodnight. I mean, it, it, it's a gentle little thing. It's a nice, it's a beautiful thing. There's no ill will intended during that kiss. And now this is our culture now where everything has to be blown out of proportion. It's like you got to walk on eggshells with everything anymore. I mean, Snow White is beautiful that Prince Charming shaves her, isn't it, John? I, you know, I mean, you got to go back to the original intent of yeah. the story. Yeah, it's the, the same or life. Of that, the intent of that story is love. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exa- exactly. I mean, it's a fairy tale. Exactly. Basically. And now you and can't have fairy tales anymore. It, it, it's, it's just it, – it's, it's crazy, Bob. I mean, even doing this show every week, I, I try to be as honest as I possibly can, but I'm on eggshells all the time. I'm afraid my mouth won't shut up, Bob. <laughs> 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 but it's like it's a beautiful story. Like why does everything – not everything is bad. Like why do we have to look for bad in everything anymore? I, I don't know. And I'm uh, hypocritical of that. It. I do it in this show. I, I, I find bad stuff because that's who I am. But some things are like just it's enough already. Yeah, I we but we've talked enough now even in this show. I mean, there's – so you and I talked about this during the, earlier in the week on the phone. I mean, until you find something different, that something that can compete with the – enjoyment you get from just being on Walt Disney World property, you're going to want to go back. Look at Mary and I. I mean, I I told you when we went this past February, that was the first trip we've ever made that we did not go in a park. Mm. All we did, all we wanted to do was enjoy the resorts. We we stayed at the Dolphin, just like we're going to do in August. Um, and, And we just enjoyed the Crescent Lake resorts, the monorail resorts. I mean, it, there's just so much you can do on that property, even if you don't go into a park. Yeah. That, that, that it just, nothing, nowhere else competes with it. We were uh, talking, you, you're 100% right, Bob. We talked about, me and Brenda were talking about that last night, and, cause, and the conversation rose because I, of our conversation during the week. It's, it's like we talked about, because... Her and her sister would like to go to Hilton Head or Myrtle Beach for a few days and hang out, and but they know I don't. I if, unless I'm playing volleyball or doing something on the beach, I'm not. I I cannot. You know me, Bob. Do, do you see me as a person who could sit for hours and do nothing? Oh yeah, you. I could see you do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it ain't happening. But the bottom line is, we were talking about it, and there's nowhere on earth that we had in the same conversation we have that fills me up the way that Disney does. I love it there. Like you just said, it's beautiful. You can roam from resort to resort to hotel to hotel with, without worrying about driving around and have food and drinks. Anything you want to eat is right at your fingertips. Like right now, we're recording the show and I'm watching the People Mover at the Magic Kingdom and my heart is full watching it. I love it so much. My, my greatest memories in my life with my wife and my family are there. But it doesn't mean that I don't see it slowly changing and it's breaking my heart. But even with all the criticism I get of it, it's still 75 to 80% better than anywhere else I'll go. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you can do things like, all right, I kind of was telling you this before we started the uh, podcast. But, but um, you know, there's, I, you know, I watch a lot of the live streamers, uh, not all of them. And we've kind of cut back on that when it comes to like the nighttime live streamers there's a few of them that do live streams during the day especially during the week which is really kind of enjoyable to just sort of have that playing yeah. in the background while you're doing stuff Your chores. Or on a computer. Yeah. 
but but on YouTube, you can make your own little like playlist, and I, I'm in the middle of a playlist of of just walkthroughs of every Crescent Lake resort because that's mm. where we're going to stay. And um, I mentioned this to you, the one that I enjoy the most because there's like no narration. It's just basically a quiet walkthrough. Yeah, because I good. love our friends over at Resort TV and all. But after a while, it's, hi, Joe. Thanks, Bob. Hey, Larry. Sing, Steve. After a while, you feel like you're uh, having ADD. As for, I mean, there's like it's overload if you follow me. Yeah, no, I agree with you. And that's one of the reasons why. I've started following this other um, YouTuber. Uh, it's uh, 4KWDW, and pretty much every day they're dropping some walkthrough at somewhere in Walt Disney World um, that's basically just peace and quiet. Yeah. And I, I put that, I made a whole, like, I think there's, I told my uh, wife at one point, I think I got enough of these silent walkthroughs of Crescent Lake that I could put it on at seven in the morning and, and turn it off when I go to bed. And that's because awesome. It, and I do the same thing, Bob. Like right now we're watching the show and I listen and, and we love it there. And it's like, I cannot wait to go back. And me and Brenda's trip this, if we go down in the winter for around Christmas time, I'm not going to, we, we plan on doing like five or six days, but I'm only going to go and park a day or two because I don't want to deal with the crowds around the Christmas and New Year's. Yeah. But yeah. I would love to be, I want to go resort hopping and see all the decorations and just enjoy the bars and the food. Where else can you do that? Like, like Disney would, you like you said, the monorail resorts, you could do the, now that you could walk all the way around. How awesome is that? I could go to take an Uber to the Grand Floridian have a drink and, and some snacks there, walk around, go by the train station at the Magic Kingdom. Hopefully my train will be running by then. Go over to Contemporary, go to the Top of the World Bar, or go to Cali Grill and have sit at the bar and have some sea, uh, sushi and drinks. Then walk around to the Poly, come back to the Grand Floridian and head home. And then the next day we could do Crescent Lake like you're talking about, Bob. And then yeah, after yeah. that, go figure. There's another place called Disney Springs where you could go and eat and drink and, mm -hmm. and have a blast as an adult. So... We love it there. So by no means it might criticism mean we don't love it. It just when your kid or your somebody acts up, you got to tell them they're acting up with all this. It's too much. It's getting to the point where they're going to block out a lot of their crowds, their audience, because I, as me as a travel agent, I've been a travel agent now for like eight, maybe not 10 years now. I'd say 75 percent of my bookings are moderate in value resorts, Bob. If not more, maybe 80%. Out of 10 bookings, one, eight, eight, one or two are, are the locks. And so, I and I don't know the, where they're going from even that. the moderates are, are, are getting expensive now. 100%. I mean, and well, 100%. Until, until they get uh, Port Orleans uh, reopened, maybe that'll change things. But when I did this search... Uh, There's none available or really expensive. Yeah, yeah Coronado and Caribbean Beach were the same exact price per night as my dolphin room. Yeah, 100%. And, and I'll yeah. be honest with you. I love both those resorts. They're absolutely gorgeous. But, see, with my Disney discounts as a travel agent, I get a better deal at Coronado. I could get a better deal in Coronado's new Destinino Tower than I can at the Swan and Dauphin. But if you're just booking over the counter, it's around, it's the same. And you get so more, you get so many more amenities than you do at the Moderate at the Swan and Dauphin. Yeah, and I had asked Mary that. And I told her, I said, do you want to stay at Coronado? And she said, she said, what are my choices? And I said, well, pop is cheaper. 
And she said, well, Pop's at least on the Skyline route. Mm -hmm. So maybe we should stay at Pop. And I said, really, in comparison to Coronado? Because, you know, I mean, we have a history of... Mm -hmm. That's your home. That's your home away from home. Well, it used to be now. More more love, more hate than love now. But but anyway, um, she said, no, I don't want to stay over there because there's really nothing to do other than, you know, be right at the resort unless we want to go somewhere. And I said, and I said, well, it's kind of the same for Pop Century, except we do have the convenience of the Skyliner. If we wanted to go over to like Dolphin and sit in the Dolphin lobby, then, you know, in the evening before the Skyliner shuts down, we could always walk over to Epcot, get on the Skyliner, ride it back over to Pop Century and, you know, be done. We're still enjoying Crescent Lake, but we're staying at the less expensive resort. And, and that, that, could have been true even if we didn't decide obviously to make the change to dolphin but at the end of the day and i'm not trying to dish on coronado springs i mean we it does have a special place in our heart i think the arguments that it's the a substandard place to stay because it's not close to anything are really kind of lame because you can use transportation to go to other players uh, places but I'm not going to stay at a moderate resort for the same amount that doesn't have access at, for the same amount as I could stay to a so-called deluxe resort on Crescent Lake, which is where we wanted to be anyway. Yeah, well, so, Swan and Dauphin is gorgeous. I've stayed there many a times. The, the, the Coronado Springs now with the new Destinino Tower, one with the restaurant up, up top opened up now, and... The three rivers, I mean, the bar and grill out on the water, and they open up your Laguna Bar. You could actually have a really good with, – with the new tower and the new restaurants and everything, there is quite a bit to do at that resort now, Bobby. I will say but that. Not dur- but not during the day to our experience. Yeah. When we were there in February, we popped over to visit one of our friends, a bartender there, and she's working out at – uh, Siesta's Cantina, now the pool bar, mm-hmm. and Laguna was completely shut down. I did find out from a friend. It's open now. That it's back open. Yeah. Um, so um, that, but but when it came to Destino, we walked over there because I didn't want to be a jerk about it. I said, well, let me at least go in and look <laughs> at it. And so we did, and it, it's nice. It's not necessarily, Mary looked at it and she said, nah, I really don't have any need to stay here. So, but everything was closed in Destino Tower up to and including the roof. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, we hopped on the elevator, fancy elevators. Yeah. <laughs> but we hopped on the fancy elevators and went up to the top. Everything was shut down. Yeah, well, they're all, every, came, everything's they're opening back up now. I got you. Yeah, but it was only, at the time, only open in the evening, mm. and Three Bridges wasn't open either. I would have stopped over. I like yeah. the look of Three Bridges. It's beautiful. I hate where, I hate where Three Bridges is because it ruined the lake, but I like the look of it with that nice rectangle bar, and it's open, and you're undercover. I like a venue where you're kind of outside, but you're under, you know, See. sort of like that. But but um, it was closed. So you, we couldn't go there. Do you know why that was built, though? That was uh, built because a lot of guests were complaining about the walk around the lake when they stayed at the outer resorts. So that was their way of correcting what 
people complained about. Like, I know you didn't. Like, me at Riverside. Like, I didn't complain. I would request a room the furthest away because I love to walk across the resort. But a lot of people were complaining about having to walk around the lake. So Three Rivers was made to kind of shorten the walk. That was their that was their way to fix the problem is what was being caused. Now, you loved it because it was your home resort and you've loved that lake forever. But the yeah, reason no, but that was made, it, it shortens the walk. Well, and I, I I can see that, but there already was one bridge yep. across, yep. and there always had been a bridge. I mean, that walk really wasn't that. No, I hear walk. you. I mean, we we stayed back in the ranchos. Uh, we only did it once, but we stayed back there, and yeah, it is a bit of a walk. But if you're going to a park, it's well served by Disney's buses. There's mm-hmm. five, four or five bus stops on the on the loop around the resort and it's it was a beautiful walk it oh absolutely we were there in february i took some pictures mm-hmm. uh I, I didn't put any of them on my wall the only ones i have on my wall are of the good lake that didn't have a building in the middle of it mm-hmm. but 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 uh it, it's always going to be a beautiful resort but if it's 150 dollars than like it used to be <laughs> back in the day. Yeah. But to your point about pop being a uh, you know seventy nine to hundred and five dollars, uh, which those prices will never come back. No, never. And I, it's under two hundred a night. We might consider it, but if Dolphin's anywhere near competitive to it, we'll pay the extra and stay at Dolphin. Oh, I I love Swan and Dolphin, and again, I could even see the moderates. And I'm not even making an excuse for it, but if they're between 180 and 220 a night, I could live with that. But 269, 279, 289 at, at 300, am I wrong? Yeah. yeah. It, it, it gets enough, and I will give Pop Century credit. The new rooms at Pop Century and All Star are actually really nice. They have upgraded them. They did bring them up. They got the big TVs now. They're more sleek designed. You know what I'm saying? They do. They did bring the grade of the, the hotel rooms up. The difference is, yeah, they brought the grade of the hotel rooms up, but you still don't have the amenities at those. You don't have a sit-down restaurant in any of them. Right, right. So that's the problem. They did bring up the amenities, but not enough to justify the charging on some things. Mm-mm. No, <laughs> I, I agree with that. And, you know, I mean, obviously, you're more or less going to have uh, families with, young children that are going to stay at those resorts uh and not maybe i'm being unfair to the you know people that you know families don't but uh because i'm sure there's plenty of them too but but you know other than a food court you, you really want to be able to stay somewhere where you can go and sit and relax and have a decent dinner and you know i mean you know, the food court is just not the same and, and 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 even at like um, a place like uh, uh, Coronado Springs, you have at least a couple options where you can go and sit down and have a meal, you know, from yeah. way pricey down to not near as pricey. So, so I, I just, uh, I just, I don't know, Doug. I mean, you and I've talked about it enough. Uh, in some ways, I kind of think that us veterans uh, are going to get pushed off 
uh, to places like the Bee, the Bee Resort or Wyndham or down on Western Way where they're built, doing all that construction and building different hotels. Yeah, well, hotels. Disney's allowing all those hotels to build their moderate and values now. They don't want to be in that game anymore. They're allowing these people on property, and, and at first they, they, they lured them in. They, they're allowing these hotels and going to get people staying on them by, like, because I know our friend Judith and all, she got aggravated with, you know, that the Wyndham and these other resorts were getting extra, they were getting uh, early entry to the parks, and they were getting some of the perks that Disney resorts do. But the reason Disney had to do that, because they were so crowded, and they weren't giving the inventory to value or moderate when things were going strong before the pandemic. So they offered these other hotels the extra perks. And they're going to do that with the ones that they built over at Flamingo Crossing and all the Western Way and all that. They're going to get all these hotels. They're going to get let the hotels build it. They're going to give them the perks. And as soon as everything's done, they're going to take it all away from all these moderate and, and, and off-site, I mean on-site but not Disney-owned resorts. They'll take it all away from them. And then they'll just give the perks to their deluxes. That's, that, that, mark my words, that's how it's going to end up. The Wyndham, the Bee... Anything on Flamingo, the Hiltons, all those hotels will have their perks. Why Disney needs them. As soon as everything's built and done, they'll take it all away. Yeah, so I don't doubt that in the least. Um, I I think it's absolutely horrid uh, because if you're paying money to stay on a, in a resort or hotel that is on or near property, you're there for one reason. And that's to put money into Disney's coffers. So I personally think they do and should get the perks. Sorry, Judith's not going to agree with that, but that's just my opinion. Uh, Sorry, Judith. And and the other thing is you're paying for these deluxe resorts for the amenities at the resorts. Everybody staying on property, I think, should be treated exactly the same. You're staying on property because... You're still deciding to pay Disney that money. You could stay at an off-property resort that has more value, gives you more stuff. Like, you could rent a house for a week, like that four-bedroom house I rented for the same price it'd mm-hmm. stay for a week at, at Pop Century or at, at all the All-Stars. You're paying, the, the, you're paying Disney's value price compared to an off-site value price to get the perks by staying on property. And now, all of a sudden, the only people that deserve their... It's the same thing. You could stay at a deluxe hotel off-property or a deluxe hotel on-property. You're paying a lot more for it on-property to be out to get the perks of Disney. I don't feel that anybody who decides on what their price range is should be segregated against. Once you're staying on-property, I think everybody on-property should get the same perks. I 100% agree. Okay, now let's get off of that. Let's cry about this. Disney confirms that Disney's dining plan package will return to Walt Disney World. In a brief yeah, in a brief update from Disney late afternoon, the company confirmed that the Disney dining plan will return to Walt Disney World. The post the official on the Disney Parks blog, speaking of Disney Resort Hotels, we know many of you were wondering when Disney dining plan will return. While we're not quite ready to share update on the timing, we are planning to bring our guest's favorite option back later this year. The popular dining plan was taken away because of COVID-19. Uh, we're get, and it talks about you paid a fix, uh, fixed uh, price for the dining packages. Uh, again, everybody knows by listening to this show, I don't think the Disney dining plan is worth it one bit. But if you enjoy the 
the streamline of having everything included, which I get a lot of people, they don't want any aggravation on their trip. By all means, do it. I mean, that's an option. There's no perk. You just, that, that's your option to do it. And I'm, I'm okay with it, but I would never do it myself because, again, you have to buy the most expensive thing at every single meal and to make it even close to worthwhile. And I've said a million times, some days you're just in the mood for bangers and mash or a hot dog at Casey's. Yeah, I mean, back in the day. So Mary and I have in the past done the Disney dining plan. And one of the conclusions we quickly came to was that if you're going to do the Disney dining plan, and this was, again, back in the day when you could have a buffet, but basically the buffets like Ohana, Cape May Cafe, uh, uh, Whispering Canyon, that was where you got your best buck unless you were going to go to some steakhouse and get a steak. Mm -hmm. So if you wanted to get value, you could get value. We found, though, that there's a time for it and there's a time not for it. And we kind of came to that conclusion when we realized uh, pretty quickly <laughs> that we, we just weren't using everything that was on a dining thing. The snacks were easy to use. The table services were easy to use. Sometimes the counter services got left on the table because if you eat a big table, if you have like a breakfast in the morning, a snack, what have you, and you're in a park all day and you get down to like four o'clock in the afternoon and you want to have your table service dinner early, there just wasn't room to shove a counter service in there, you know? So that's when we kind of dialed ourselves back from a standpoint that that um, that it just made no sense to get it anymore. Sometimes, but then again, a lot of times how we get started, Doug, was also back in the day they were running promotions where you were getting quote unquote free. Yeah, dining. that's so, how me and Brenda did it a few yeah, times with yeah. the free dining, and it used to come with the appetizer, which they took away, and they take it away, you know, more and more over the years, and. The thing with us is uh, we find it more valuable. You're better off going to Target and, and buying like a Target or Sam's Club where you get your discounts. Like if you have a Target credit card, you get 5% off and you could buy gift cards with it. Go out and get yourself, a, if you're staying for a week, get a $1,000 Disney gift card. And that will cover all your meals the same way a dining plan will. And, and yeah, it's just that, as convenient. And if at the end of the week you have some left, you could use it for your next vacation or buy your souvenirs with it. Yeah, it, or, or you get to a point in life. I mean, Mary and I, don't, you know, very rarely, unless we're going to sit down, like Joseph makes us something on the grill or on the smoker, or, uh, you know, if we get uh, food from our local barbecue spot, we don't really sit down and have huge meals anymore. Often what happens is we either have small meals or we split something. Mm -hmm. So so it makes more sense to us today like uh, I, I, we go to Boathouse and have the firecracker shrimp. We go to Wine Bar George and have that pork pluma, and then we both split See, it. it, that, it, that's, it for, that, that's a lunch, and then later in the evening, we maybe split another counter service. And this is where I'll get on Disney, too. And I don't find it right, and it, and it aggravates me as far as being a travel agent and all. It really pisses you off, too, that if you're a family of four, and say you have two teenagers, right, where they don't want to hang with mom and dad all the time. And say mom and dad did want to get the dining plan, or one person did. 
You can't. Everybody in that room or everybody on the reservation has to have it or not. So what if what if you wanted to get the dining plan, the regular dining plan, and use it to your advantage as far as one person gets it, and you split if you did, just did the counter service one? And you split it. You understand what I'm saying? Two counter services yeah. per day? Because like you and Mary are saying, you can't eat big meals all the time. How Now, how that would be worth it to you and Mary if you could do something like that. Go to Columbia Harbor House, get a lobster roll and split it. Or, you know, go to Casey's. And, you, under, you know what I'm saying, Bob? Like, they, they make it to where any way you could actually take advantage of it or make it worth your while, they won't allow it. Like, if you have two teenagers and they don't want to go out to La Cellier and eat dinner with you, now you can't do the dining plan because your family, all of you, don't want to do it? I don't think that's fair to you. No, I, I, I you know, I mean, for us, like I said, it, it, it quickly became, uh, it was worth it for a time. And then uh, that kind of went away. And we, I teased Mary about it. Even when we made this trip, I told her, I said, hey, I bought the dining plan. Mm. And she said, no, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> because because she doesn't want it now. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll like, I would, probably one of the best meals we had when we were there in February, we went over to Beach Club Marketplace. And we bought this Italian sandwich, which was smaller than it used to be, by the way. Yeah, but we cut it are. in half. Yeah. But we cut it in half. We'd had it before. We cut it in half. We each shared half that sandwich, and then we bought with it a uh, sort of like a charcuterie tray that had some meats and fruits and nuts and cheeses on it. And and that was like what we had for lunch that day was each had half of the sandwich and and shared the charcuterie. And that was probably one of the things we enjoyed the most the whole time we were there. Well, me and Brenda do that a lot. Like the last time we ate at Homecoming, and we've done this at multiple restaurants, we'll get one entree and we order a couple appetizers. And then we split it all, and it's a nice meal. Yeah, yeah do you get to try more, more of the menu if you understand what I'm saying? Absolutely, and you're cutting back on your cost. Yeah, because we I can't eat two fig entrees and two appetizers. So, what we wanted like the that was the one of the first times we because we've been at homecoming a few times. But one of the first times we wanted to try the chicken, we wanted to try the hush puppies, we wanted to try multiple things on the menu. So that's how it was. Bad. We got the fried green tomatoes and we got the hush puppies and we got a, we got like multiple things. But that was the way we could eat it because we 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 both couldn't eat a whole entree with mashed potatoes and the whole nine yards and then also have the appetizers and at disney the reason it's not worth it because it isn't like it isn't like uh, having a uh, your home and you go out to dinner and you can bring it back to your resort you can't back home you can't bring your leftovers back to your resort really unless it's at the end of the night you know what i mean bob like we did that a couple times we had the house because we were like leaving we ate dinner at the end of the night we were leaving so brenda like the one day we ate at yak and yeti she brought the fish tacos back to the house, and we put them in the oven. And that was that was the one nice thing about having the house. You have the oven, the barbecue, and stuff like that where you could bring leftovers back. But when you're staying at a hotel, it's not worth bringing the leftovers. You can't. Mm-hmm. You can't carry no. them around. And we, and we don't. And, and, and I like the way you guys did it because, you know, it kind of tongue-in-cheek said that you saved on costs. But, I mean, at the end of the day, uh, you know, kind of loops back into the conversation we had for most of the podcast with regard to the room costs. I mean, if the room costs are higher, you got to cut back somewhere else. I've been doing a really good job the last couple of times I set a budget mm-hmm. and then I take the airfare and the room out of it 
and uh, kind of monitor versus the budget uh, to make sure that I stay within an overall number that I feel comfortable with. Mm -hmm. And in February, we did really, really well. We actually came back with uh, money still on the table because we did so well against it. But, but I mean, it, you know, and I don't fault people that go there and, you know, they want to enjoy, no. you know, pretty, by all uh, means, like spend a it. Handful, <laughs> yeah, a handful of table service meals. But if that means I got to have like one table service meal in a five night stay and, and split appetizers and or eat counter service the rest of the time so that I can keep back on class. Remember, I am a retiree now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, um, then, then, um, uh, then it still makes for an enjoyable trip. You just can't go and, and you know, eat at uh, Yachtsman every night or Shula's or Le Cellier. And, and to your point, and to your point earlier, as you know, I'd, just be, I'd be just as happy to go over to Epcot and have bangers and mash yep. for like half the price 20 well it was 22 i don't know what it is now that reopened i have to go lock but the the, the thing that i'm lucky with and this will show everybody how much i love the show everybody knows i complain i bitch i piss i moan i love though and all my gifts that i get throughout the years i i tell everybody disney gift cards disney gift cards Dis that's all i want Last trip we went down, I went down with over $1,000 worth of gift cards. So I, it pays for all my food, Bob. You understand what I'm saying? Like, that's what yeah, I do. Yeah. I came and I came home with like, I was over 1000 in gift cards. I came home with a couple hundred dollars left on them. And then for my next couple, uh, couple holidays already since our trip, like Father's Day and all, I got more Dis Disney gift cards back up in the tin. I got a Disney tin upstairs. As soon as I get the gift card, it goes in. Every once in a while, if I have extra money, I might go into Target and buy myself a $25 gift card. That's how I pay for my trips without it hurting my budget. Does that make sense? No, it does. $21, by the way. Okay. They actually went down then. But yeah. let's speak of my second favorite here, Bob. I mentioned that Casey's Corner opened up. So here's the menu with the reopened Casey's Corner, which I love Casey's Corner. Isn't it awesome going down Main Street and hearing that piano player? Yeah, Casey's Corner is probably um, our favorite counter service in Magic Kingdom. I know everybody tends to lean towards Columbia Harbor House, and I'm not saying that that's not uh, a, good, a good place to go. Um, I just prefer uh, fish and chips. Uh, from elsewhere on property over mm -hmm. their offering. Uh, but for us, Casey's Corner would be, or at least for me, I guess, Casey's Corner would be my favorite place to go, especially when they have the, like, sort of special designer dogs that okay. they run from time to time. Well, I'll go out on a limb and say Casey's Corner and, well, Columbia Harbor House is my favorite, but Casey's Corner and Columbia Harbor House are my two favorite restaurants in all of Walt in Magic Kingdom. <laughs> Uh, and that's a, that's a fair statement to make, too, especially if you are going to be predominantly eaten towards a counter service menu. I mean, I'm even it, talking you, over to sit downs. I mean, if I had my yeah. choice of any place in the Magic Kingdom to eat, these two places would probably be my top two choices. And I might be right there with you. In fact, I think I've said on the show in the past that generally what Mary and I would do is if we're at Magic Kingdom, uh, we would probably like go over to Kona Cafe or yes, to, leave property. Uh, yeah, leave uh, uh, I, the I park and like go over to, to the property yeah. resorts. Exactly. I would like to try Geyser Point at some point. Maybe on this trip we'll uh, try to fit that in. But 
but uh, um, yeah, we would likely not eat in Magic Kingdom. If we did have to eat or choose a table service, I'd probably um, uh, choose the canteen, uh, Skipper Canteen. Yeah, well, like I said, here's where I'll be. And they need to start serving, in my opinion, they should serve beer at Casey's. But what what what's a ba- what's a baseball theme restaurant without a beer in it? If you can have beer <laughs> yeah, in the park, they, you should be able to buy it there. And uh, and I also talked to me and Robbie were joking around on 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 Twitter and all. Like I, I think the Casey's it's a ballpark. I I wouldn't mind seeing them having like a specialty popcorn in there, peanuts, cracker jacks. How about some nachos? You know what I'm saying, Bobby? Spice yeah. it up a little bit in here. But anyway, they have a chili cheese all-beef foot-long hot dog served with choice of french fries. Uh, french fries or or a cutie's mandarin, whatever the heck that is. But it's thirteen All-beef foot-long hot dog served with french fries for eleven forty-nine. Chili cheese all-beef hot dog for eleven forty-nine. A regular all-beef hot dog for nine forty-nine. See, me and Brenda just get the foot-longer and split it. Uh, corn dog, corn dog nuggets with cheese sauce served with, with French fries for nine ninety nine. Loaded slaw dog. Now, I'm sorry. Plant based sausage topped with pickle slaw, barbecued vegan aioli, and roasted corn relish with French fries for eleven forty nine. And then you got a sausage dog. Uh, plant based sausage in a potato bun served with French fries for nine forty nine. Yeah, would, me and, would, would Brenda let you have those two? No, she'd let me have the regular one, dude. I'm having dogs for the 4th of July, too. Ooh. I'm allowed wow. to have dogs. It's just I'm limited. Instead of every morning on my way to work when I was in my 20s, and now I get one. And, and that was my argument, too. What's the difference between me eating a, a couple hot dogs on the way to work and, and working through lunch and being done doing piecework than it is stopping to get bacon, egg, and cheese, pork, raw, egg, and cheese, or sausage, egg, and cheese? It's all the same. None of them's worse than the other. Do you disagree? No, I was just going to say that. I mean, my favorite breakfast sandwich, <laughs> oddly, is the McDonald's sausage, uh, egg, and biscuit. Okay. And and I was thinking to myself, well, biscuit's not very good for you. The sausage is definitely not very good for you. I wonder if that would be healthier if I just get a hot dog. Yeah, well, it probably would be, to be honest with you. Uh, speaking of healthy, run Disney announced return to Walt Disney World. I'm glad that the races are coming back, Bob, because... They are very, very popular. They're not good for if you had a vacation during Run Disney, you're going to be in some serious crowds. But it's nice to hear they're coming back. Yeah, yeah. Um, in fact, I um, have seen some of the streamers are really big into the running. Uh, one of the fellas, um, WDW couple is their channel. Uh, he's really big into running, and he's so is be our guest, Mike. Be our guest, oh, Mike. I, I, Same oh, okay. thing. So, so uh, what this fella does is on Saturdays, uh, he finds a place in Walt Disney World. And last uh, this past Saturday, well, yesterday, uh, he live streamed his training run, uh, and it was the whole area around Crescent Lake, just sort of around Crescent Lake, the path all the way to Hollywood Studios and back through Swan and Dolphin, um, right down our alley for where we want to stay mm-hmm. on our trips, but. But yeah, yeah. Well, I'm I'm a lot of pounds away at this point from being able to run in one of those races, but I sure would like to do it at some point. 
Uh, well, maybe you and Brenda can, because I have no interest. If there's not a ball, Doug's not in. <laughs> I, I'd have to kick or throw a ball the entire run for me to hold my interest. The only reason I'd be interested is to see some spaces that you don't normally get to see. But uh, Familiar run Disney enhancements will return, including special entertainment along the course and running through the theme parks. Disney has said that depending on conditions at the time, here we go with the screen jumping again with these advertisements on the site. Uh, conditions at the time run Disney may implement health and safety measures such as face coverings, physical distancing, and other requirements that are deemed appropriate if there's a problem again. The lineup for 2021 and 2022 season is Disney's Wine and Dine Half Marathon Weekend powered by Aftershock. November 4th through 7th, 2021, the theme Wickedly Delicious celebrates favorite Disney villains, and the weekend will include 5K, 10K, Half Marathon, and two Disney Course Challenges. Both the 10K and Half Marathon, the post-race party will cap off the weekend with runners celebrate their accomplishments with family and friends at Epcot with an exclusive after-hour access to the park and international food and wine. Uh, Walt Disney World Marathon Weekend, January 5th through 9th, 2022, celebrating magical celebration on Earth, 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World. Disney's Princess Half Marathon will be February 24th through the 27th, 2022. Run Disney Springtime Surprise Weekend presented by Otterbox, March 31st through April 3rd. New additions to Disney races at Walt Disney World include Run Disney Springtime Surprise Weekend each race. The fourth weekend will be Run Disney Springtime Surprise Weekend that will include different race themes and distance each year. Disney Princess Sunrise Yoga. You in for that, Bob? No. Okay, on the first morning of Disney Princess Half Marathon Weekend, Run Disney will help Disney Princess Sunrise Yoga in front of Cinderella's Castle before the theme park opens. And that would be cool to get in the park early, right, Bob? Yeah, it'd be cool to get in the park early. One of the big drags as far as the Disney races are concerned is the time that you have to get up in the morning to get to the racetrack, the race course. Yeah, you got to get up at 1 in the morning, don't you? <laughs> I'm yeah, kidding, yeah, but yeah. real early. Yeah, so, I, well, it's, yeah, it's like at least, I think, 3 or something yeah. like that, depending on what race you're going to be in. Yeah, I don't so much want to do that, but I, honestly, I wouldn't mind at some point if I can get myself in the shape to be able to do it, to, to do one of the 5K races, being a, the shortest of the bunch, uh, just so that I could say that I did it and have the you know the medallion that comes with it uh, oh, from yeah. a achievement standpoint. Either that or I'll go onto eBay and see if I can buy him one. <laughs> well, you you wouldn't even have to do that. Virtual races all run days race all run Disney races will be will have a virtual race option, allowing race fans across the country to participate in your favorite races, even if you can't make it to Walt Disney World to run in person. Runners will be encouraged to run the same morning on the site of the site's events and will receive the same finisher's medal. So you could basically send them your money, Bob, say you ran with them, and then get your free medal. I'm tempted, Doug, by your nefarious uh, um, uh, attempt to, to corrupt me, but I think I'd rather I'd rather at least be honest about it. Oh, uh, well, there you, I would too, Bob. I would never do that, but... Uh, tower crane removal underway at Tron Light Cycle, so that's getting closer and closer to getting done. Trails End at Disney's Fort Wilderness reopens on July 17th. And one of the things I'm reading, though, Bob, is there's going to be no hoop de doo review, which is very sad. Aww. It hasn't returned yet. 
Well, maybe in time. Yeah. I tell you what, the the prices here aren't bad bad on Disney on on Disney terms. The restaurant reopens for breakfast and dinner, offering family style skillets in place of previous buffet. Breakfast includes pastry baskets, berry granola, yogurt parfait for the table, followed by a family style skill with smoked briskets and egg, bacon, sausage, cheesy potato casserole, and of course, Mickey waffles. Everything looks really good. The dinner looks pretty good. The dinner at Trails End starts with hush puppies and skillet cornbread. Cornbread is really good and the hush puppies. With chopped garden salad for the table, the family style smokehouse skillet comes with pecan smoked brisket, rotisserie chicken, andouille sausage, fingerling potatoes, green beads, buttered corn on the cob, pork spare ribs, peel and eat shrimp, and cornbread crusted salmon are available as an add-on to your meal. For desserts, covered wagon sundae and wagon load ice cream topping brownies, cookies, chocolate. Trails and breakfast is $19.99 for adults, plus gratuity $11.99 for children. And dinner is $29.99 for adults and $17.99 for for children. I don't think $29.99 is bad as far as getting. And if you look at this stainless steel like this uh, plate you get, Bob, it's pretty good for $29. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, we just said the bangers and mash was $21. Yeah, so. I mean, that's. Dude, 50 and under for an entree, if it's good, is, is in my wheelhouse. I expect that. I pay. Thirty, forty, fifty dollars for meals around here if it's a nice restaurant. Am I wrong? Yeah, the only yeah the only caveat that I'd put to that, um, you know, we it depends on what it is. I mean, if if it's a steak or if it's uh, you know a, a I, for me probably would have to be a steak yeah. uh, or a buffet to even think about wanting to pay that. Amount. I mean, well, like for instance, uh, Flying Fish had that scallop dish that was like forty-five dollars, and I was, you know, ranted about that when that first came out. That I, I'm not going to buy four lousy scallops for forty-five dollars. I mean, that's not worth it to me. Now, if that was a steak, then yeah, sure, well, I'm all in. Yeah, I could also get in the forties though for like a Chilean sea bass, something like that, because I know what I pay when I go to buy them to throw them on the grill. Monkfish, you know what I'm saying, Bob? Some of the higher price fishes, crabs, mm-hmm. lobster tail. You know, if you start getting into that, but I get your point. Uh, can you believe that the Epcot Food and Wine Festival was running from July 15th to November 20th? Yeah, can you believe that? I just checked again uh, while we've been on the record or recording here. They haven't even put the menus out they've got the booths but they don't have the menus well i mean it's a week away basically do do you want to come on maybe uh one day next week if you're available to maybe try to find the the menus and do them with me would you be up for that yeah yeah for sure but let's uh let's see him actually drop them because yeah i've been checking pretty much every morning because that was like kind of one of the things that i would do i haven't done it the last couple years because i knew we weren't going Okay, we'll but drop them this year on our site, would you? One day. <laughs> Come on. You mean you want me to do work? <laughs> yes, please, please. You are retired now. I got to get you doing something. Yeah, drop got, them on our site, I got please. Im- I got important space stuff to do. <laughs> oh, stop. Join me over here. Uh, the uh, ice cream stand is reopened at uh, the ice cream, the plaza, the Main Street Plaza is reopened also on uh, Main Street, which. I'm sorry, Bob. I don't get ice cream every night, but it is still nice walking by the ice cream parlor and seeing all the kids happy and 
just smelling the ice cream coming out. It, it, it's nice to have. I love Disney's. Uh, Main Street USA is it's second to none. You have to agree with that. Yeah, I, I mean, it's a, it's classic. I yes. mean, that's one of the classic uh, locations in Walt Disney World. Uh, it's kind of hard to say that you wouldn't like it. I, I um, haven't been on the show since it opened. It was nice to see that uh, uh, where Ample Hills um, was over on the boardwalk, that they um, opened up a replacement ice cream spot. Uh, yeah. It was uh, it was nice to be able to do that. I mean, you have beaches beaches and cream across the lake that kind of competes with it. Um, I would guess probably more people go over there, but it was nice to have it as an alternative option. And another option, and you're very right on that, another option is uh, Citricos over at Grand Floridian reopens, and that's another really good restaurant. And yeah. They have the new plates that they have here, and I'll tell you what, they, they look like a work of art. I mean, entrees include butter poached Florida cobia, with fing- mashed fingerling potatoes, grilled asparagus, and local mushrooms with grapefruit block and a delicious guave barbecued short ribs with aged cheddar, creamy grits, roasted poblanos, uh, what is it, curdy dew slaw, and a Brussels sprouts. I mean, the menu really looks good here. The uh, first course, you got a strawberry salad, you got a sweet corn bisque, smoked duck breast, breast, uh, Berkshire, what, I'm sorry, it moved. Berkshire pork belly, uh, Citrico's house salad, wild mushrooms, arcancini, and then you got a citrus, citrus cured hamachi. So, and everything's like between fifteen and twenty dollars, twenty-one dollars for the, for the appetizers. Your entrees is a, it's called domestic golden tile. A juniper rice chorizo risotto, Key West pink shrimp, and a confit in a confit tomato, which is 46. You got a butter poached Florida Kobe, Kobea with the mashed fingerling potatoes for 42. And I'll tell you what, that that cut of fish, Bob, looks out of this world. I mean, it really looks good. Uh, what else we have? A smoke. Uh, Roulade of chicken for $38. Oak grilled 12-ounce prime New York strip for $52. Uh, Guave barbecue short ribs for $50. House-made rigatoni for $34. And then you got an oak grilled filet mignon with a potato puree broccolini uh, for $54. So, I mean, I'm glad to see... Citricos reopened because it is it is a really good restaurant. That Norcosis, I mean, little by little as everything opening up, we get our Disney World back. How do you feel about a thirty-four dollar plate of rigatoni? Uh, Bob, I'll be honest with you. I I really and and this is coming from the if it's house made, homemade, and I can taste that it is, I don't have a problem with it. Because I know what goes into it. I, I It's totally different. Like, especially when you like uh, the shrimp scampi over at Tutu Gusto's. That's in the 30s. But it is so good because when you're eating that pasta, you can literally feel that it just was made. The, the, the chef in the back made the pasta by hand. He's not taken out of a box, if you follow me, Bob. So I can get it. If, 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 the, if the pasta is made to where I feel like a chef made it to taste the way i mean like the melt in your mouth then i'm okay with it because it is an art form because they actually are putting the time in to actually make it you understand what i'm saying it ain't a delivered piece of meat that they're just serving they are mm-hmm. making the pasta for you so i don't have a problem with it long story short 
Does that answer okay. a little adequate for you? Is that okay? Oh, no, no, no. I guess just curious. I mean, I, I just and I get what like, you're saying because pasta yeah. is cheap. But if you're thinking yeah. about if you got somebody making pasta all day, you are paying that guy, right? Yeah. So that goes into it. It isn't like you're just shaking a box or, or throwing in a pot of boiling water, a, a bunch of dried shells. The, this is actually the same thing eating the two gustos and all. They're actually making the pasta and the breads that day. So I I don't mind paying for that. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I got you. What, what do you think uh, the wave comes back as? Uh, hopefully better than it was last trip because I was very sad. Oh, really? Yeah, I had that. Uh, well, you didn't listen to that episode. I had that Florida Eggs Benedict, and it was awful. Oh, wow. It broke my heart. We started the trip off with that, and thank God that was the only bad meal we had the whole trip. The Floridian Eggs Benedict, two yeah. poached eggs, crab cake with hollandaise, a top English muffin served with breakfast potatoes. Dude, I've had that a couple times before. It was top five favorite meals I ever had, and now... It's off the list after. Hopefully it was just bad because it just reopened and they were having problems because I, I know a lot of resorts were having problems with their chefs, you know, getting help. This is sad. Stacy has been removed now and replaced on resort TV. Stacy's must do. That's sad news. That's terrible. Uh, that's like that's like sacrilege. Yeah, again with that in this show. Two times. We'll never say that twice in the same show, will we, Bob? No. Uh, well, I don't know. We're talking about Disney. There's a lot of sacrilege. Uh, lately, yes. It's nice to see the stretching room working again at the Haunted Mansion. Brings our Haunted Mansion back to new, 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 normal. Limited edition Jungle Cruise Magic Band set sail into Walt Disney World. They are pretty cool. I'll still go down as saying I'm going to see the movie. I like Dwayne The Rock Johnson, but I just don't see him as the Jungle Cruise captain. If I think they would have been better off going with a Kevin Hart or a comedian. I, I just don't. When I get on the Jungle Cruise, I don't think of Big Steroid Man. Do you? Yeah, but he's actually done a couple of parts where he had them work comedic part. Um, the movie Central Intelligence. Yeah. Uh, he he was like a big like uh, uh, goofball. Yeah, he was a nerd in high school who <laughs> built himself yeah. up. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So I, he probably can do it. I mean, obviously it's the name and, you know, the, uh, the, uh, the, the, the power that's going to come, the draw that's going to come with that name. Uh, I don't disagree with you. I think Kevin Hart would be uh, really good in that, too. Yeah, um, I just see a stupid – like, he don't remind me of the putsy stupid – like, not not that they're putsy or – it's just they're not the most athletic. Like, I don't see this – I see them being more Gilligan than, than uh, Dwayne The Rock, if you follow me. Yeah, I guess. But, I mean, if you watched – I don't know if you saw any of the Rock version – or the Dwayne Johnson versions of the uh, uh, Jumanji, the two movies – he was he played a similar geeky type role in those too so i could see how that maybe kind of like created a path for him to be the captain now what the, created the path is he's the most popular actor right now in hollywood and he's going to get them paid the most money and that's all they care about right exactly that's what yeah. i said the the, the 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 draw that's going to come with that name is is, is going to make them a lot of money yes exactly uh, the pool over at Kidani Village is uh, being worked on, so if you guys are going to stay there, it's going to be out for a while. And uh, that's about it, Bob. I'm not going to keep you much longer. It's a holiday weekend. I already drug you like 15, 20 minutes past what I promised you. No, that's okay. One thing I'd like to add, and just because it just occurred to me, because 
uh, the movie Black Widow is going to become available a little bit later this week. If On the 7th, Disney, July 7th. Right. If you have uh, Disney Plus and you haven't yet, and probably most people who do have Disney Plus will have seen these already, um, I can't speak highly enough about uh, WandaVision, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and now Loki that's out. Uh, Disney's doing a real, well, Marvel Studios, on behalf of Disney, is doing a phenomenal job, especially uh, given the circumstances of the pandemic, of using those series to lead into the next arcs of movies that will be made. Um, don't miss those if you're a Marvel fan, because uh, there's going to be pieces, parts that come out of those. Uh, that are going to lead into the movie. Now, Black Widow is going to be a little different. That's more of like uh, sort of a look back uh, at the origin story of mm -hmm. Black Widow. But but um, but if you have Disney Plus, or even if you don't have Disney Plus, honestly, it's worth getting Disney Plus uh, for a short period of time just to see those. And then you uh, can watch The Mandalorian too. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but but given the choice, if you told me, do you want to watch The Mandalorian or do you want to watch the Marvel stuff? I'd watch the Marvel stuff. Well, I like Loki, and I like uh, the Winter Soul. I the, that I like them too. WandaVision was kind of hard for me. I I watched it, but that was I was on the fence with it. I like the, out of all of them, maybe an episode or two. But I I get you each his own. A lot everybody love WandaVision, so I'm the exception to that rule. But myself, if you're a true Disney fan. All the behind-the-scenes park stuff is what totally sold me on it. Like, A Day in the Life of with at the Animal Kingdom and all that stuff, Bob, that's the stuff that blew me away. Yeah, uh, I watched some of that. I haven't watched all of it at this point. I, like think I couldn't a, get enough of it. Yeah, there's another series on there that's like behind the uh, construction of the different attractions, isn't yes, there? Yes, yes, that's coming out soon, yes. It's going to be released okay. soon, yes, yes. Okay, all right. Because I, 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 you told me about that, and I looked for it, and I didn't see it. Yeah, so. that's coming out very soon and shortly. But, yeah, the Animal Kingdom one with all the animals, the way they train the animals and the way the animals are treated, that, like, totally blew me away. And that, you know, that puts me back on the – that's where Disney does it great, if you understand what I'm saying. Like, the imagination and – the, the the way they take care of the animals and, and the way they used to take care of all the customers. That's what the, is the difference to me. And when I see all that, the way the animals are treated, it gives me hope that maybe our true Disney will return one day. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And for all you people out there that think that we just spent the better part of two hours doing nothing but running Disney down, we just gave you a five-minute commercial for the one part of Disney that's making the money right now. Absolutely. And, and that's the other part of them crying poor but they got, again, and I'm happy for them. Disney got so lucky during this that they launched Disney Plus when the pandemic hit. So basically, at their bottom line, they didn't lose any money because Disney Plus carried and then and then some what the theme park division lost during all this. So they, they still hit their budget. It just Then they look at it as, well, if the theme park would have been open, we, we, we would have made even more. But... Why don't you just thank your lucky stars that you got lucky enough to where Disney Plus actually carried you through the pandemic instead of crying of what you lost with the parks. Yeah, yeah, Disney uh, had a clue. They would just uh, realize that we're not stupid. And we realize that the true bottom line uh, for them is what is your stock price? Yeah. And, and, and the stock price is still maybe not as high as it was. Uh, a, a bit ago, but it's still through the roof. So 
don't be telling me you're doing uh, that you're holding a tin cup on a corner. Uh, your company's <laughs> worth a hell of a lot of money. And that's the way they put it. Like the Disney streaming service, like blew their minds away. And and again, you're talking. We complained and all, but me and you were the first. We were as soon as it was available, it was on all my television sets in this house. So we love it. And they they ended up. If you compare everything out, what they made off Disney streaming more than covered their younger what their law and they still had to complain about their losses. Where most of us. Who lost? Just lost. We didn't have a streaming or another another flow of money coming in that paid for us to go through what we did. You know what I'm saying, Bob? So th mm -hmm. they should just be thankful, but they still have to cry and tell you they have to raise prices because the parks were closed. Now, talk about what you actually made off of Disney Plus and be thankful. So I'm going to end it right here, Bobby. I'm going to let you go enjoy your family for the 4th. I really, really, really appreciate you jumping in and, and enjoying the morning with me doing the show. I hope you had a good time. Yeah, absolutely. It was uh, it was fun to be back on. Um, let's keep an eye during the week. I have been checking a couple times a day to see if they've dropped the menu for the uh, Food and Wine Festival. And if, uh, if, if they do. Uh, and you have the time, then yeah, we can do a quick show and just sort of go down the menus. I like I said, I'm only going in uh, the park one day uh, in August. It is going to be Epcot. I uh, got that all arranged already, um, and uh, I, I'll likely be tasting a couple of things from food and wine. It's not going to be like the old days where I'd run around like a lunatic getting 15, 20 different items just so I could put pictures on the website. But uh, but there may be a few things that catch my eye. There's a, I already know that there's a few things that are repeats. So, and I know one item, because I found it on their website, it's coming back. Uh, the griddled Greek cheese All right. uh, in, Greece, there you go. in Greece is coming back, yeah. Well, our last trip, I will say, me and Brenda, one of our favorite things was uh, the Flower and Garden Festival, the food booths. We went around the world. We ate every booth, Bob, almost, and had almost everything, and we were not disappointed. And I love the fact that the one thing with my wife is because I'm more of the savory kind of guy, and I would mm -hmm. never have ordered a lot of the sweets. I did, but some of the things that she got me to try were really out of this world, and I was really happy about it. We had a really good time, and they're, they're, like I said, the booths were really, really good. I, I enjoyed everything we got. Well, that's good. I'm glad you guys uh, had a had a fun time. It's been a long time since I've been to uh, Flower and Garden too. That that would have been nice to see. We actually missed it. Uh, it started right after we left in February. Festival of the Arts was going on, and I thought about going in uh, just to taste some of them, but th those items. But I went through the menus and I and I told Mary, I said the things that I would want to have are the things that they've had before. And, and, and I had, you know, the last time I had been at Festival of the Arts and I said, it's just not worth getting the park ticket if we just want to hang out and do other stuff. So we, we passed. But this time around, I told her, uh, you know, it is food and wine. I haven't been to food and wine now since we left Atlanta, which is well, probably close to three years. So it'll be good to uh, go back and uh, maybe just have a few things. I Honestly, I... I Doug, I may get into Epcot, I may look at some of the menus and say, hmm, food and wine items or bangers and mash. <laughs> no, go food and wine items. Or do, bo <laughs> oh, do both. Oh, do both. 
Oh, you! I know you. One of your your favorite things forever has been doing the menus around the world. You are you're a foodie. You like trying different things. So, I I do I do. It, it has given me going to the Disney festivals has given me ideas of different things to make at home. I've published some along the way, but but um, it, you know it's it, uh, trying the different things from the different company uh, countries actually gives you a little bit of an inspiration to make something similar uh when you get back home just something that would uh you know uh make you feel uh like you're bringing a little bit of uh disney to your everyday life dude you have no many you have no idea how many times i just looked at and look at recipes up from walt disney world because there's a couple sites i go to and i'll make them just because i miss being in the parks that bad so yeah yeah but anyway you head go be with your beautiful family you're gonna head over to have a lunch with the kids and spend the day with the kids i hope you guys have a great time again everybody god bless america and thanks to everybody that served our country and happy 245th birthday to our wonderful country bob happy birthday country and thank you very much doug and everyone else for allowing me to uh, fill john's mighty shoes well john's out driving the bus if you see him head over and say hello he had a couple friends say hello this week which was nice and if you could say hello to us head over to our over to uh itunes and please leave us a re- review we'd really appreciate it we got a few in the past couple weeks and uh they really do help us out so please head over leave a review on itunes and everybody be kind to one another we will talk to you real soon say goodbye bob goodbye bob <laughs>
That's it, guys. We're going to hop off our stools and pay our tabs and get on out of here. If you guys could, could you please head over to iTunes if you enjoy the show and leave us a review. We'd really appreciate it. Even if you don't, we'd really appreciate it. Also, you can head over to Twitter and find John at Beer Solo. You can find me at Grumpy6767. You can find us both at WDW Main Street on Twitter and Facebook. Also, head over to Podbeam and check out WDW Main Street and you can find all our sponsors there. Everybody be kind to one another. We will talk to you real soon. Bye, guys.